All right, December. <laughs> we are, um, as a friend of mine referred to it, we are deep into pumpkin spice season. <laughs> no, no, you're shaking your head. I'm not a fan of that either. So, all right, North Central Infused. It's December 2018. It's just us this month. Uh, I'm joined with our CEO, Kevin Doddridge. Hello, how are you? And our safety director, uh, J.D. Cox. Good afternoon. And our marketing director, Michael Bellapani. Hey, Justin. Hey. I'm your media specialist, Justin Jaggers. We're going to be talking about a few things that are going on in December uh, while somebody's trying to call me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of phone calls, we are reaching an interesting storm season. We were just talking about that before the show. Yes, we are. Um, December is an interesting month. It's a month that in probably the last, if I went back about five or six years, we've had an equal number of ice weather events, and tornadoes. Um, I distinctly remember an ice event that we had probably, Michael, right after you started working here, and that was in the middle of December. Uh, We've had tornadoes in early December, and probably one of the worst outbreaks we ever saw was three years ago on the south part of our system, tore up the Mariana, Chilahoma area, just really decimated Holly Springs. So when we get these unusual rise in temperatures in December, you have to look out for that stuff. So it's a month in which we can see a little bit of everything. I uh, want to reassure the member though that, that we recognize that. We hope they recognize that. But uh, we got all our men back from Florida. We've had 20 people down in the Panhandle of Florida working Hurricane Michael. Got them back. They, they're safe. The equipment might have got dinged up a little bit, but we can, we can repair equipment a lot easier than we can people. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're at full force now. We're watching the weather. Uh, tomorrow is Friday, November 30th. 30th, and I think we're expecting probably some high winds tonight going into tomorrow, mm-hmm. possible severe weather tomorrow night. So just keep an eye on that. And just remember, we can, we can see a lot of different things going on in December. And, and one of those things that you need to know if you have this, if we have this uh, unusual weather and storms happen, 800-325-8925 is the number to call uh, for outages questions that's 24 hours a day pretty much so. that is we are always accessible uh, so you can report your outages if you have them mm-hmm. uh, really shouldn't get a busy signal if any if any point but i just like to reassure the member that if you ever get a busy signal when you're calling us during extreme outage uh, we haven't taken the phone off the hook so to speak <laughs> it's just there's a huge volume of calls uh, our outage uh, management system probably knows you're out but keep trying to call us it always helps yeah, it's important to always uh, call and report those outages, even if you feel like somebody else in your neighborhood has reported them. So we just have that in our outage management system. And one other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, social media. Um, mm-hmm. Encourage your neighbors. And if you're not following us on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, we're um, on all the channels. Um, and follow your local utilities because we tend to give outage updates more frequently through there than you'll see on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, we may go live if it's a major event mm-hmm. uh, and to let you know kind of what to expect uh, during an extended outage. Um, so social media is important, but we do not accept outage reports through social media. Yeah, you have to call the number um, to report the outage. 
And then if you want to monitor us on Twitter and, and Facebook, we will definitely try to keep those uh, updates coming yeah. whenever we have those outages. And every once in a while, we'll, we'll get a cool picture from the field of, of some damage. People like <laughs> to see that for some reason. And just, just uh, so uh, folks can remember, if you do have an outage, large or small, once you've reported it, uh, that's very important. Uh, you know, that's going to start the process of getting your power restored. And uh, when that happens, just remember a couple things. If uh, in the event, whether it's ice, storm, whatever the case may be, um, if there's any type of line down in your yard or anything like that, uh, just make sure that you stay away from it. Remember, um, electricity, you know, it, it, it doesn't have the typical sounds and sights and things like that that people associate danger with. It can lay there uh, perfectly quiet, uh, but that mean, that doesn't mean that it's de-energized. It, so, could, it could potentially be dead one moment and energize the next. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, as a part of that process, uh, you know, once you've reported the outage, if you do see a line down, make sure that they know that, give them mm -hmm. a good location. You know, that, that will make uh, it a lot faster uh, getting out there and checking it out. Stay away from it. Also, uh, if it is an event like an ice storm, something like that, and you're out for a little bit longer, uh, remember if you've reported it, we do know about you. Uh, if you do feel like you need to use a generator, uh, please do not use those indoors. Mm -hmm. uh, every year, um, it, you know, it, it never fails. There's a couple of cases where people need to use a generator and they're worried about uh, the generator uh, coming up missing. So they'll put it in their garage and they'll close the garage door and they'll turn the generator on. Um, and usually that doesn't turn out very well. So please, if you feel the need, uh, we certainly hope that, that you don't have to, but if you do feel the need to use a generator, please just, you know, keep those, uh, those tips in mind. Do not run it in your, you know, inside the garage, be sure it's well ventilated. Uh, actually ground the generator. A lot of people don't know that you're supposed to ground the generator, but you are. Uh, so make sure that you do that. And then after it's reported, uh, you're going to see uh, some of our folks come out, um, you know, to uh, see what's going on. They're going to start that troubleshooting process. Uh, remember, uh, because the way our lines are segmented, there's a possibility that your lights could be out and the house right across the street could be on. I know that's a common question. Uh -huh. uh, but just like the fuse panel in your house or the breaker panel in your house, if there's an issue in one room, that doesn't mean the power's gonna be out in the whole house. It's yeah. just gonna be out in that one room. Uh, and there's a maintenance process that we go through to try to get that back on. 80% uh, of the time, when our service guys show up, uh, they're gonna get your service back on. If it's something that they can't handle, uh, we have crews on 24 seven, holidays, weekends, it doesn't matter. And they'll get out there as quickly as possible to fix the problem. Yeah, we've, we've really gotten very aggressive with our right-of-way maintenance in the last year to 18 months. And the uh, system has it's been maintained well. It's a good hardened system. So uh, we, th we think we can weather any storm better than most. Yeah. Can I hit on one thing real quick? Um, and I experienced this early on when we had that storm you referred to. And, and we have winter situations. J.D., you may want to explain just how the process in, in restoring power, but we have issues a lot of times in extended outages where people are stopping our line workers on the roadways. Mm -hmm. And when you've got icy conditions, that's dangerous. We try and maintain safe working environments. 
and it may look like they're just standing around, but they may just be waiting on a guy to get back to report on the conditions of a line downstream. So, absolutely, you know, once once an outage is reported, uh, you know, like like I said earlier, we we have a very clear uh, and re- repetitive process that we go through in order to troubleshoot what the issue is, and and that really starts from the moment the outage is reported. Uh, we have employees who are looking to see uh, if there are notifications, is there a larger issue coming out of one of the substations, or is it more localized? And our outage management system helps identify whether that problem is a much larger problem or a smaller problem. So we take that information, and then the way our system is built, like I said, it's like the breakers in your house. Um, really, we have... Uh, fuses in place to localize the problem as much as possible. And uh, we realize that uh, during an outage, you know, certainly everybody wants to get their power back on. But when the service guys start showing up and the crew start showing up and everything, if you think about it, if they're going into a a neighborhood and there's, you know, 175, 200 houses in there, uh, if if they stop all along the way and speak to every one of those, which they will, our our guys are not going to, you know, they're going to service the member and they're not going to be rude by any stretch of the imagination. But that just extends the outage. Uh, and they're really trying to get down there nine times out of ten. They know where the issue is at. Uh, and they're just trying to get there as quickly and safely as possible. Uh, and when you think about making a situation safe, every time they stop to talk with someone, it's just delaying making that situation safe or restoring that, that power. Yeah. Good. Okay. And if you, uh, I mean, one of the things I've been able to see is our, our ready room and how they prioritize these, these outages. And we try to make sure that the, the, the greatest number of members affected are taken care of first and kind of just work down the line. But these guys prioritize, and I've actually gotten to see this from behind the scenes. They are very detailed, very thorough, and they try to make sure that, uh, you know, that everybody's power gets back on and they don't quit until everybody's power's back on. There is a reason why uh, the power gets restored as quickly as it does. It is a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. We get opportunities to practice it quite often. We have very regimented procedures that we go through, um, and it's something that we are very capable, equipped, and trained to handle. Uh, and the bottom line is, is that we know the people we're going to restore are the people that we go to church with, we shop with them, our kids yep. go to school with them. So we have a vested interest in our community to get the power back on. So are you saying that people you know in the general public will quiz you if their power goes out occasionally? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely they will. <laughs> All right. So... Um, Moving on, this is our last podcast of the year, and I know one thing that we've been wanting to touch on, uh, we've we've actually touched on it several times, is uh, broadband. Right. And that's going to be a word. Uh, I, I may start calling it high-speed internet so we don't have to hear the same word every month. <laughs> uh, the status of that is uh, the, the leadership in Mississippi, the lieutenant governor, wanted the electric co-ops to give him a bill. He said, if we're going to pass a law, allowing y'all into the high-speed internet business, you should write the bill. So we sat together, uh, we've had several meetings in Jackson, we've done just that, we've cleaned it up, we've presented it to the leadership, we may clean it up a little bit more, but a bill will be dropped in January. Uh, The bill has a lot of support, 
Uh, we really don't have anyone on the House just yet that really wants to, as I say, tote the water, but everybody says they'll vote for it. So uh, we've got people, we're, we're in pretty good shape as far as getting it introduced. Um, we, we really hope to get some uh, immediate action on this in early January. I'd love to see a bill signed by the first week of February. Um, most often the legislature doesn't follow my calendar, but uh, that, that's, that's what I, I wish we could do. And, and to me, that's something that benefits the whole state. And as I reiterate, all the electric cooperatives are asking for is permission mm -hmm. and patience. We're not asking for uh, funds or anything like that. Just give us permission. And then when we set up our business models and our plans to determine, A, if we can do it, and then how we're going to do it, then be patient as we try to build the system out. But uh, I'll probably, uh, probably nothing I will, in January I'll, I'll probably get into this a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. And when people say, well, Kevin, do we need to start making phone calls? Do we need to do this? Our, our elect officials are smart people, and we talk to them, and we really don't have to pepper them with this, uh, this uh, grassroots approach yet. But if that changes, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely uh, be here in January telling uh, names, phone numbers, email addresses, and what to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, with that being said, now it's uh, coming up on the Christmas holiday, and we have tons of events to talk about, I think. Yeah, we do. Uh, but let's talk about what we did in the past, too. Um, oh, yeah. And, and something that just my favorite time of year Um and North Central, Kevin and the board are gracious in, in allowing us to do this. Every year we've uh, had the uh, opportunity to, to go purchase food and put together some uh, Thanksgiving baskets and deliver those to, to areas uh, within our service territory. And uh, every employee is involved in this, hand packing the boxes, and we knock on the doors and deliver them, and sometimes even put them up in the kitchen. So it's uh, it's a fun event. We, we were able to... Uh, to deliver baskets to 147 residents in DeSoto and Marshall County. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 147 is a lot. And, and it's just, it's, it's great to, to wear your logo around town and have somebody just randomly mm -hmm. come up and say thank you mm -hmm. uh, because you know it actually means something uh, to somebody. And uh, there's a lot of need in our community and, and we always want to keep our ears open to that need. But one of those people that we helped actually approached you yeah, I got, a big hug. I got a big hug in Piggly Wiggly. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hugger, so that's great. <laughs> so if you, if, you have, if you get a chance, it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook. Uh, look it up. It's, we, uh, we posted it, uh, I believe, last week. And it's our employees delivering these boxes and seeing. It, it's really funny. It, it, with some people, you tell them, it's, hey, it's North Central's at the door, and they get kind of nervous, and then we have a box of food for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they were very, very grateful, and, and it's a really cool event. And I, I'm very proud to be able to walk around with a camera and, and show this yeah. work off that we do. So well, it's, it's, it's also great to get together as employees and do something mm -hmm. good for our community. And we're looking for opportunities uh, to help uh, organizations during the Christmas holidays as well. So we're investigating those. and. Uh, we'll talk about them in our uh, committee meetings and, and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, about to kick off Christmas parade season. Um, maybe a little short notice, but uh, <laughs> Saturday, December 1st, is the Olive Branch Christmas Parade, 2 o'clock, mm -hmm. starting the normal route through Old Town. And as uh, customary, we'll be uh, Santa's chariot through the, through the uh, parade. So looking forward to that. <laughs> Hopefully this rain will get out of the way and, and we'll have a nice afternoon. 
Yeah, I think I think they're talking about the bad stuff coming through early in the morning and maybe around 10 or 10.30 or so. I think most of it's going to get out of here. So yeah. let's, let's keep our fingers crossed there. We'll have a good time. I hope so. Um, the following Saturday evening is the uh, Bahalia Christmas Parade. Uh, following their normal route, um, and I believe that parade starts at 6.30. 6.30, yes. So Saturday, December 8th, 6.30, and if you want to go early, Bahalia Town Hall will have Santa there at 4.30. So take the kids, get a picture made. Um, Old Town right now, Old Town Olive Branch, uh, I believe all throughout next week, uh, has Santa at City Hall. So uh, you're able to visit there and get pictures taken. Santa's going to be very busy at our yeah. municipal building. He is. He is. He's got to be everywhere, though. Um, but if you're looking for uh, lights, um, uh, Southern Lights in South Haven in, uh, uh, is going on through December 31st, uh, and that is... Um, in Central Park off Chulahoma Road um, and there are other uh, holiday events uh, sprinkled throughout if you'll note our Today in Mississippi issue um, this month it highlights those but um, we uh, just wanted to let y'all know ahead of time too we'll be closed for the holiday uh, for the Christmas holiday on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, as well as New Year's Day January 1st so our employees can have some good well-earned family time, uh, and uh, we'll be back to work uh, after the new year, fresh and ready to go. Um, and just to mark your calendar for one other event I want to promote, and we're big supporters of the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, their annual Crystal Ball is on uh, January 19th. Great event. Great it event. is a great event, and, and uh, the Community Foundation is an organization that supports uh, so many worthy causes uh, from here to Greenwood, Mississippi. Uh, so check that out. I think their uh, website is cnfm.org. So that's uh, mm -hmm. January 19th, Crystal Ball. And ask the Google. Yeah, ask hey, yes, Google. Google. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, the, uh, the, all these events that are happening, you can check uh, Bahelia's website, Olive Branch's website, Facebook pages, our stuff. We try to, you know, anytime we're involved with something, we'll we'll let you know about it on social media. Yeah. So, and speaking of websites, oh yes, oh uh, yeah, I, I keep playing. We, we we did the video, we did a video on it, but yeah, we have launched the new NorthCentralEPA.com. So uh, that was big. We've been working on that since January. Yeah, <laughs> so, trying to make it more. It's nice to finally have that payoff. But yeah, we have a new. Um, presentation of our website it's a little bit more user friendly it's uh, it looks good it I, looks I, I really like it so um, and we're able to update that a little bit and you can see some of the events that we're involved with and you can monitor your bill and you can pay your bill 24 hours a day and uh, find out more about our directors here the board of directors all kinds of stuff so there's yeah. there's all kinds of information for you on there so uh, get on there and 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 see what all we have to offer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we welcome any feedback too. So feel free absolutely. to email us. Uh, we haven't given the email for the podcast in a while. No, we haven't. It's podcast at northcentralepa.com. Uh, if you have any sort of suggestions or if you have an event you'd like to uh, have us promote or visit, we, we love interviewing business owners and nonprofit organizations and all kinds of people and having them on this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, part, yeah, give us any suggestions you have, and you know, make sure you, if you hadn't done it already, subscribe to us on uh, on iTunes. Uh, iTunes and Podbean.com. Podbean. Look up uh, North Central Infuse. That's N-F-U-S-E-D. 
And you can find us on, uh, this is always posted to YouTube and Facebook as well. So and we'll be on Spotify if we want to. Hopefully, we get, uh, I'm, I'm having some trouble working with the Spotify stuff, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep at it. So I want us to be a, available to anybody that wants to listen. But iTunes is uh, our big marketplace right now, and we're working on adding it to Spotify as well. Very good. And, you know, we were talking about some of the things that we've already done as far as the holiday season goes. And, and, and Justin talked about how happy uh, some of the people were to receive the things that mm-hmm. we brought. But the flip side of that, too, is how much the employees enjoy doing it. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, the guys get out there and the gals and they just really enjoy it. And, you know, when you see the looks on the face and you see just how appreciative mm-hmm. people are. I tell you, it does just as much for us as it does for them, and you know, it just makes you feel good at Christmas time, Thanksgiving to do things like that, and you know, being a part it makes you feel even more of a part of your community. Oh, absolutely! And, and one of my favorite parts of that is watching the twelve cars containing thirty employees, and they all gather up around that trailer, and they just can't get rid of those boxes fast enough. <laughs> I, I think it was uh, Rip was in the trailer handing out the boxes, and he couldn't move as fast as people were trying to take them away from him. So. Yeah. But, it's very special. Oh, absolutely. And then and soon we'll be giving away Christmas presents. And uh, the, which, what I think is incredible about this, and this is the first company I've worked for, that these employees take that out of their paycheck mm-hmm. throughout the entire year. And they build this fund up. We buy a bunch of Christmas presents and start handing those out towards the end of the year. And it's it's really a lot of fun to see. Yeah, our so, folks have a big heart. Absolutely. I mean, anytime we come across a need, whether it's within our own North Central family, or needs in the community, um, they're always willing to uh, to step up. But that was the one thing I noticed. It, it all boils back down to as soon as you walk through the door, the emphasis at a cooperative that it puts on the members that we serve and the communities that we serve and how important it is, you know, to give back and to help when you can and, and really get in there and be a part. And it, it really comes natural in the cooperative world. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you've not been accustomed to your entire adult life, uh, when you come into it and you see it, um, you know, it, it, it's easy to catch on to that spirit. And uh, when you actually get to serve the people, um, you know, that you live with and in the community you go to church with and all those other things that we speak of so many times, but it is very true. Um, and it catches on and just glad to be a part of that. Absolutely. All right. I think that's it for 2018, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Happy New Year. uh, See you next year.